What's up, everybody? This is Julie with another episode of my favorite episode of today. We have Marissa joining us. So, Marissa, thanks for coming on. Oh, my gosh. You are so welcome. I'm so excited to have another Kelly in my life. (laughs) I know. I am the best one, too. So, Oh, I believe it. It, Although that's not a race I'd be that braggy about winning. (laughs) That's so true. That's so true. (laughs) No, I'm I'm kidding. I love all my Kellys. (laughs) So today we are talking about The Office, which I am so excited about. If you are a close friend of mine or a relative, you know that I absolutely love The Office. Um, So thank you, Marissa, for picking an episode from The Office. We're going to be talking about episode nine of season four, which is The Dinner Party. Um, Just a quick note that Matt told me that it was episode 13 and I was really confused because it wasn't. I was like, maybe there's two and I don't remember, but why would they be in the same season? It was Yeah, you just, you can't get good help these days. That's the first problem. And the second problem is he has no idea what he's talking about. He he literally was like, this was the one with a sports show or so. I was very confused. (laughs) Matt, I, I think Matt might get fired after this, but it's okay. Yeah, it was really hard to pick one episode. I think that was my biggest struggle. Yeah, I could agree because there's so many good episodes of the show. I mean, this is like an unpopular opinion, but I think every episode's great. <laughs> so, oh, me I, too. I think I would struggle to pick a favorite episode as well. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I like your choice. Oh, I have yeah, a cough I, drop I, in just by the way, because I have a really bad <laughs> cold. So if anyone hears me just like, you know. With candy in my mouth, I'm not eating the candy that Matt is crushing. I have a cough drop in my mouth. (laughs) So, sorry about that. No problem. Um, So, Um, let's jump into it. Why? Well, first, as sad as this may be, there are people that probably don't watch The Office. So, do you want to give a quick, quick summary of the show and this specific episode? Yeah, sure. God, I can't even imagine. Like, it's like... I can't even imagine life without this show. If anybody doesn't listen, please stop everything you're doing and go watch all every season. Straight exactly. Through. Yep. Agreed. Um, so it's a show about a group of employees at like a little tiny paper company and it's shot very, it's based on a UK show. It's shot very like documentary style and it's fucking awesome. And this episode, I have to say this wasn't my first choice, but going back, this is literally one of my all time favorite episodes because it combines the cringy i think it takes the cringiness of the office to the extreme mm-hmm. which totally sometimes does. i don't always love but i did in this one yeah the office has a tendency to make you like extremely uncomfortable at times like <laughs> super cringe scenarios that you're just like oh my god and like it's usually michael that's causing it <laughs> but there's just so many times where you're just like i want to die <laughs> watching this Yeah. And it's weird because I feel like this episode is particularly strong on that. And Mm -hmm. it's not, it's almost not even only uh, Michael's fault in this one. It's like Jan definitely brings in the crazy too. But yeah, this one takes place at a small dinner party that um, the boss has and he invites some of his employees over and uh, with his, with his girlfriend who is as crazy as he is, if not more so. Yeah. I would say that she's probably worse. She sure. is. She is. But I love, I, I mean, God, I love, uh, what is it, Melora Hardin, right? Don't ask me. I am really bad at act- actors and actresses' I, real names. <laughs> so. Yes. <I'm, laughs> but yeah, I'm we'll pretty, go with it. Yep, that's her name. Yep. Uh, yes, it was Melora. <laughs> <laughs> I double-checked it just in case. Okay. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Melora Hardin is amazing on this show. I think she has this great 
arc as a character where, and, and I don't know, I think they do this to a lot of the actors and characters on the show is that they make them so crazy by the end that they're almost like not even human. But I particularly enjoy her fall <laughs> into like absolute madness through this show. Yep. Yep. Yeah. She, especially in this episode, her craziness level is hilarious. Um, <laughs> it, it just like the episode starts out really strong. Um, the beginning scene is all of the employees and Michael Scott in the office and he's acting like they have to work um, overtime due to their headquarters saying that they have to do overtime basically Um, and he tricks Jim Halpert into admitting that he doesn't have plans for the evening Um, (laughs) and then once Jim says that he has nothing going on because he has to work overtime, Michael then pretends to call corporate and tell them that this is completely (laughs) unfair to do to his employees and they're just not doing it anymore. And he sends everybody home. Yep. Pretty genius. uh, I mean, honestly, (laughs) I know if you ever needed a way to, for, to have friends forced into hanging out with you, which I totally get. I mean, I often have to force Matt Kelly into hanging out with me through podcasting. It's actually why I started a podcast just to get force friends into hanging out with me. Um, (laughs) Matt is in the same boat. (laughs) (laughs) And make new friends and force them to hang out with me too. Um, But yeah, so Andy, he also invites Andy and uh, Angela who are dating at the time. Um, But Dwight's not allowed. Dwight tries to invite himself, but (laughs) initially he tells him no. I know. I love when he's getting interviewed and he's like, am I upset that Michael said I couldn't come? And then like he gives like his like normal Dwight face and then he just breaks down crying. (laughs) (laughs) And I would argue his showing up with his former babysitter might be one of my favorite things that happens in the episode. Easily, easily. (laughs) So before we keep going into the episode, let me ask you something. What is the best excuse you can think of that you ever gave someone to get out of plans? Oh my god, that my kid has field hockey. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm totally messing with you. My best excuse, God, I'm actually a really bad liar. So I I tend to like, put on way too many details. And then Mm -hmm. I wind up like shooting myself in the foot. So I'll be like, I'm going to go to a reunion tour of Belle Biv DeVoe, and and they're going on at exactly 7.50, (laughs) followed by Boys to Men, and and then I'm going to go to a bar because I'm really hip, and I don't go home after concerts anymore. (laughs) And then people will be like, okay, Marissa, that's, you you just could have said no thanks, you know, like, (laughs) so I get it. You really stress (laughs) about the lie that you're going to come up with to get out of something, like, (laughs) it's so much easier when someone texts you and says, like, hey, what are you doing tonight, like, do you want to, like grab a bite and then you can sit there and stare at the text and be like what can I say that I have to do that I can't grab a bite (laughs) but for some reason when it's in person like it's like um well my brother's girlfriend's sister's boyfriend's (laughs) mom is sick and I promised that I would see her um and 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 you're just like stuttering and the person's just like staring at you with like this face where they're just like shut the fuck up you are lying and i know it but then they're just like oh i get it no it's fine maybe another time but it's like so stressful when you're trying to come up with an excuse not to do something in person it is like my social anxiety gets all up in my my way when i'm trying to do that kudos to michael for his uh his way of catching jim uh not having plans because that's pretty genius i don't see i my whole thing is like I'm very superstitious. So if I'm like, oh, like I can't, my brother broke his foot, like then I just feel like I just wished a broken foot upon Matt, and he's gonna like trip 
leaving work and break his foot. Like, I'm like, I get scared of like coming up with a lie of like someone being hurt or like, you know, like I, maybe I'm just like dark, but sometimes I'm like, maybe like saying oh, someone's sick yeah. and then it's just like, oh, like I can't say that like my grandmom's sick or like my grandmom fell because I don't want something like that to happen. But sometimes my mind gets dark like that where it's like, they'll feel bad for me if I just make up that my grandmom fell. I'm the same way. I'm always convinced I'm going to like wish something true mm-hmm. by lying about it. I actually always just go with my husband, like my husband's not home. So I have to watch the kid. Like it's actually having kids is that like great in that way. Cause I always have like an automatic out. No. Yeah. That <laughs> like, I totally agree. Once you have kids, it's like easy peasy. Like oh, my totally. kid, my kid's sick. All right. Your kid gets sick. I mean, sorry, but right. they're always yeah. sick. So it doesn't <laughs> right, exactly. So I'm not even really lying. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, like even when they're like in college, I'm going to be like, Oh man, I gotta get home. The kid, you know, gotta yeah. watch the kids. Somebody's gotta do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so right now I, um, am saving up for my wedding because I'm getting married next October. So that's usually Aww. my go-to now is that like, we literally have no money. Like we can't spend money and it, it works. It works. And yeah. it's also like a cry for help that maybe someone will make me a GoFundMe page. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's funny. I, I seem to remember B. Kelly using that line a lot with all of us. <laughs> he still does. He's ele- he allegedly can't come to Christmas because he's getting married in April. <laughs> he's skipping out on a holiday. I just, I want, <laughs> Brian, I hope you're listening to this. Mom's crying. <laughs> Mom is crying right now. Just kidding. You traumatized your family, dude. Yep, sure did. Anyways. I don't know how you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't know how he does either. All right, so back to the episode. So... Michael gets them all there to his house. Um, It is Jim and Pam, which are a couple. Michael and Jan, who are now living together. They're going to Michael and Jan's house, which is actually Michael's house that Jan moved into. And Angela and Andy. So it's the six of them. Really odd group, but they all work together. So whatever. The whole entire scene of Jan and Michael giving them the tour of the house is so good. Like, the one thing that when I was watching this episode, I've seen this episode hundreds of times, and I don't know why I didn't pick up on this before, but Jan's showing them all the different rooms in the house, and she has an office with, like, Mm -hmm. a desk, and Michael, like, makes comment of, like, it's never been touched, like, whatever. And then she has, like, this room full of candles, because she's trying to start her own candle business, and all of them are, like, gagging at the smell, and I notice that, like, Jim pokes his head out the door to, like, get air. (laughs) <laughs> and that made me laugh really hard um, and when he <laughs> I like when she's like and when I get stressed out I just come here and I sniff my candles like yeah. it's just hilarious yeah and then she's like smell this one and Jim's like ooh fire and she's like bonfire <laughs> James Bond yeah yeah. he's like Bond James Bonfire <laughs> Michael Scott <laughs> it's so oh. good so. it is it's and then, like, when they go in the bedroom and they have the camera up. Yeah. And she's like, I and thought I told you to straighten up. I love, too. And I, I was ma- I was teasing Matt about this before the episode. I love that they call each other babe so much that it's, like, horrifying. You're oh, like, my babe, gosh. Because babe. there's actually couples like that in real life. <laughs> Which is, like, crazy. Like, my, my fiancé, Kenny, he calls me babe all the time. But, like, not to that extreme. It's just almost like I'm not sure if he knows my name. <laughs> we've been together for for six years and nice. i think the only time i hear him like say my name is when he refers to me to somebody else or when he's like angry <laughs> like 
So yeah, that's that's true. My husband never says my name any like when ever. you really think about it. Like, he, it, like he's always like like babe, can you do this? Like love you, babe. Like it's always babe. Um, we 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 are we are guilty of babe too. Like as the go to, and so like ever since this episode, I'm always hyper aware, <laughs> and we like joke around. We'll be like babe. Babe, you need to. Yeah, that's so good, babe. Like, you know, I know you have to be aware, but this this one, like this in this episode, it's extremely excessive. Um, Oh my god, yeah. And for sure, it's definitely like, in my opinion, like foreshadowing how extremely unhappy they are. So they like are forcing it almost. Like we love each other, and I want to call you babe, babe. Yeah, like even when they're fighting at the end, I love when he's like, yes, babe. Like, it's just, (laughs) it's hysterical. Um, My favorite part, too, in the tour is when he's, when he shows them how he sleeps on the little bench at the end of the bed. Oh, I know. Yeah. See, that's one one of those things, too, where it's like, it makes me laugh, but it's also like, oh, like that. And And Jim's like. That looks very uh, narrow and short. And Jen's like, oh, no, he can fit. And he's like curled up in a ball laying on it. <laughs> I know. And it's like this. I kind of love how bad you feel for Michael in this episode. Because I always say that like his he has such a great like pathos that like brings you back to him. As horrible as he is, you do love him still. Yeah. Um, And he is kind of sweet at times. And like I feel so bad for him in this episode. She's such a bitch to him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, she's she is a bitch to him the entire series. Yeah, no yeah, doubt. that's fair. Yeah, and, and he, I love, <laughs> and he just loves her. He loves her. Well, I think he does it. I think he just needs to be with, like, he needs, he he needs wants to have to feel, somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he <laughs> yeah. wants to feel some sort of emotion towards mm-hmm. a woman. That's why it's fun when like Holly comes along because you're like, wow, she's so cringy too. They're yeah. perfect. <laughs> oh my gosh, they really are perfect. They are. It's really cute. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The no. The the tour is great. Um. And then when pa- I love the little side plot of jan hinting that pam used to go out with michael (laughs) (laughs) i know it's hilarious and it's funny because at first like you think that she's just like being crazy because it's like another woman and then like when they're in the kitchen talking like when it's just like the girl's time and they're talking and she's like she i forget what she says like michael does and she's like you would know pam like michael told me how you guys dated for a few years and like pam just gets so (laughs) flustered (laughs) And I love that um, Angela just like puts like fuel on the fire. Like yep. she's just like, yeah. Like, yeah she's like, you know what? Him. Now that you mention that, you do kind of stare at him at work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Jan's just like nodding, looking at her. It's great. And then I love like, because I feel like this is such a relatable moment. Like, have you ever been to a party where you're like so fucking hungry and you know it? Like, and I love the part where she's like, oh, it just has to braise for like eight hours. And, and Pam's like, I don't care what she thinks. I just want something to eat. Like, yeah. that's me at every party. Like, I just want to eat. Yeah. Yeah, she was like, it just has to breeze for three hours. And she was like, three hours from like Like three hours ago or three (laughs) hours from now. (laughs) It's so true. It's like how it is on like Thanksgiving. You know how on Thanksgiving, (laughs) at least like in my family, we were like shot, like we would be starving by like 11 o'clock. And you'd be like, like, I'd be like, Matt, go like Google if Burger King's open. Like I'm so (laughs) hungry and we're not eating till five o'clock. And you get like shunned, like we would get shunned by our mom, like you're not eating until the guests get here at five. And then you're just like starving. Like the one year, this is tragic, but the one year I was so hungover because it was Thanksgiving Eve and I was 22 and it was cool to go out on Thanksgiving Eve. (laughs) Definitely not cool anymore in my opinion, but 
I was so hungover, we didn't have any food, so I was sitting on the couch dipping <laughs> cheese sticks into hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Sounds, you might be onto something. <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> but I needed something. And, like, for some reason, when I'm hungover, like, spicy foods do it for me. So, in my wow, head, like, okay. I was like, oh, this is genius. <laughs> I'll be in great shape by five oh, o'clock. Man. So, yeah, it's actually the worst when that happens. But I don't really know. Sometimes you get to a party and they have, like, a bomb, like, pepperoni and cheese tray. And you're just like, yeah, I can work with this. <laughs> Even yeah, if the no. main course isn't ready. Tear up the pepperoni and cheese tray. Oh, see, I get even more anxious when there's just a pepperoni and cheese play played out because I'm like really hungry and I'm worried I'm going to overdo it on the pepperoni and cheese. People are going to judge. So That's it's all just true. very stressful for me. Yeah. Factor in some pretzel nuggets in your salad. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, that's a that's an amazing like. There's just so much in this episode. I know. So obviously, it comes out that Jan and Michael have like serious issues, and they're making everyone uncomfortable because they're just like taking shots at one another of like what the other one does that bothers the other person while calling them babe. So they're trying to make it seem like it's not a problem. Yeah, (laughs) I I feel like we've all been in a like in a situation where like a couple starts bickering in front of you, and you're just like okay well I'm I'm gonna go and um thank you so much for having us like it's so can you think of a time where you were like in that scenario where someone was like another couple was like just like taking shots at each other in front of you and you're just like awkwardly standing there like this dip's great oh totally and I feel like one of the other things that sucks about parenting parenting is you have to hang out with other parents who aren't necessarily your friends so it happens all the time and I also, I mean, I'm going to be honest here. I think I've been that couple on a couple occasions. <laughs> oh, I have to. I'm mean, guilty. I'm yeah, guilty. like I am so guilty of it because, I mean, we've been together for so long now that like it's very rare that we fight. But what we do, we're very blunt with each other or like even maybe like uncomfortable to our friends level, like fuck you-ness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'll be like, well, that's cool because I hate your fucking face. <laughs> and I'll like walk away. And in our heads, it was funny and fine. But in everybody else's heads around us, they're like, how could they possibly talk to each other that way? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, this couple is my- fucked up. <laughs> and like Jim has such a great line because he's like, when they're playing the games, which are so funny, he's like, it's like they're both playing a game of who can make the mo- everybody the most uncomfortable and they're both winning. Like it's such yeah. a great... <laughs> I know and it's funny because like from Jim and Pam's standpoint like they and I feel like anyone that watches it like everyone's just like oh yeah like Jim and Pam for life like they're so great so like they have like little to no issues I mean until like a couple seasons in when (laughs) he has his job change but like in that scenario it's just like you can tell that Jim and Pam are like horrified because they just think that they are like the shit and they have no problems whatsoever (laughs) And like Angela and um, Andy are so fucking whacked out that it's like, like <laughs> when she when he tries to get them to sell like buy the candles, and Andy's like thought about it and I'm in. Like they're they're just so like Andy's just such a cartoon character. He's not even like a real person. So it's like it's perfect to have him as the only other people to turn to because like in that situation, Jim and Pam would totally want other people to relate to, and instead Angela like when they. <laughs> One of my favorite lines is when he's, she's like, yep, I'm the devil. And he's like, she is. I'm in hell. This is my hell. And I just like, shouldn't joke about that. <laughs> like, 
they are just so in their own heads and deluded that they don't even notice how bad and uncomfortable this entire thing is. I know. And Andy is so cringeworthy. <laughs> He's such a cringeworthy character. Like... <laughs> What did he say in the very beginning when he gets there? Like, he's like, he says something about, like, Pam being used to eating big tuna all the time. Yeah. <laughs> she's tired of tuna. She's probably tired. You probably, you probably eat day. tuna every day. Like, something, like, so uncomfortable. Yeah, it's like, yep. so uncomfortable. It's like something yep. that, like, the creepy, like, great uncle that you see once a year would say to you <laughs> <laughs> on Christmas. And then I love the part where he gives her, her the one flower. Like, uh, and like, she's like, what rose, am I supposed to do with and this? And she's like, what the fuck yeah. am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. Like, she treats him so terribly throughout their entire relationship, yet it's still so funny to me. Probably because I'm a horrible human being, but <laughs> I'm just so delighted by it. Yeah. And then, and then in the middle of all this, fucking Dwight shows up with his former babysitter. <laughs> Who's like 90 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and he has his own wine glasses and food. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> They're like all waiting to eat and it just like shoots his white and he's eating like a chicken thigh. Yeah. <laughs> And the beet salad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so another question oh for man. you. Top four worst people you can think of being stuck at a dinner party with. Oh, God. So uh, this is awkward. One of them's in the room. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Matt. No, no I'm totally kidding, Matt. I feel like you would save me at a dinner party. Um, God, I don't even know. I would like I avoid anything related to a dinner party. Like when I think about the idea of eating with coworkers outside of work, it it horrifies me. Like I go far out of my way to avoid any social interactions. With I'm really weird about people eating with people that I'm not super comfortable with because I feel See? like I can eat like a monster sometimes <laughs> and like I get like super um, self-conscious of like having food in my teeth or like and like someone not telling me so are you okay Matt Matt's like hysterically laughing and I don't know why but moving on let me just finish my thought but no I, I mean I'm totally down to drink with co-workers and my co-workers know that but <laughs> dinner parties with co-workers don't sound ideal it just seems like forced friendship like then you have to like yeah. force your significant other to like mingle with the male co-worker that you work with or like the woman co-worker's husband and you don't even really know them and you're just it's just so forced it just I can't imagine it being comfortable I'm really glad that no one has ever asked me to go out to dinner with their significant yeah. other from work yeah no I agree when I was writing that down like I was like I feel like that's a very hard question like I guess you could probably throw like celebrities in there that like you know you think you know and you hate but you don't like I'm just gonna say I would never want to have a dinner party with Katherine Heigl I just hate her for some reason oh my god me neither like she seems like the worst she absolutely does i would not want to go to dinner with katherine heigl if i, if I had to <laughs> choose one celebrity i absolutely don't want to go to dinner with it would for me it would probably be eli roth <laughs> he's a yeah. he's a horror director yeah yeah i just hate his face <laughs> yeah there's just some people that you just hate and it's probably really yeah. sad when it's celebrities because they could be good people although i heard katherine heigl's a bitch but <laughs> i've heard the same yeah so and of all the office characters if i could go to a dinner party with any of them this is gonna be i think one of my more unusual choices but i think i'd, I'd really love spending time with Aaron. i thought you were gonna say creed for some reason that was like <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't turn down creed either 
Uh, yeah, if it was like a one-on-one from the office, romantically, it would be Jim, because for some reason, I just think Jim is so hot. Oh, I think like who doesn't? I think it's just like his his character of Jim just makes him so hot. Um, mm-hmm. Friend wise, I would probably choose. I, oh my god, Matt! I was gonna say Stanley. I really think it would be Stanley. I think I would pick Stanley. What? Yeah, I feel like oh, I, I feel could, like he's such a curmudgeon. Uh, I feel like I could relate to him. <laughs> I no, think I'm, it would be Stanley. I can't believe it was like you read my mind. Like I was sitting here and I was like thinking stanley and then i was trying to like picture i was actually picturing the office in my head like what their actual office looks like and like going Me around too. the room like of like all right who sits where um i don't think i would pick erin i think erin is so annoying oh yeah, i do I like, like her, I her as an actress though like i do like her. yeah i think i'm probably like in my head secretly picking kimmy schmidt but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly I, I, like erin oh. erin just doesn't do it for me um Stanley, but although you can judge the shit out of me because apparently Stanley does it for me. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> no, like I said, I'm like, I'm almost like afraid of him. I feel like if I worked with someone, like, I feel like the people I work with who are like Stanley, I avoid them because they make me nervous. Like, yeah. they're just cranky too. Like, Kevin, I could definitely hang out with. And like, I feel like Oscar, I'd be friends, you know, like, but I would never. Kevin, I, Angela Kevin and I could totally eat with and not feel judged of how, the way I eat. Same. Yes. Like, Kevin definitely has like food all over his face after he eats. It's just, oh, it's inevitable. It's inevitable. He's the guy who's not going to judge you when you like order no. the dessert too, you know? Yeah, exactly. He'd get yeah, it right So maybe Kevin. <laughs> yeah, maybe Kevin would be the most comfortable person. It definitely wouldn't yeah. be Michael. No, I, I would not. I don't think I'd like Michael in real life. Yeah. Can you imagine Which, having a boss like Michael? Have you ever had a boss like Michael? Because I know I they I, exist somewhere out there. I think, so I did have a boss who was kind of, I think he might have had like a personality crisis disorder of some sort. And he could be really erratic. Like one day he could be like the nicest, goofiest, funniest guy. And the next day he would be like literally like walking by desks and swiping everything off of it in anger. And not that Michael's like that, but just like the erraticness of it all where you never knew what you were getting at any given moment. I feel like that's the part of Michael that makes me nervous. Yeah. Like the prankster. Right. Or like all of a sudden he's going to get so, like, I just feel like whatever things don't go right for him, he takes it out on the people around him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Th- I, so when I worked at um, a restaurant, I had managers like that, that were like more of like the prankster kind, like actually the one time, I was closing at work and I guess I was like, I was a hostess and I was seating a table at the time and they took my car keys and um, unlocked my car. And then when I was leaving at 1030, um, I always, I'm like a psycho where like, I'm that person that like, when I open the door and the lights come on, I check my back seat to make sure that no one's back there. That's going to murder me. And then I get in my car. doesn't do that. Yeah. Right. I think everyone (laughs) should do that. So I noticed that my light didn't come on, but it was an older car. So I was like, oh, fuck, my battery died. So I like sat in my front seat to like put, try to turn the keys in the ignition. And one of the guys that I worked with was hiding in my backseat and he grabbed me. <gasps> yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like, fuck, 
up okay i started like hysterically crying screaming like i wish i had like pepper spray when i got out of my car like all my one like main boss was like on the ground laughing like they thought it was like hilarious so like that and then it wasn't like a serious job it was like a restaurant job so it's a little different than michael but like they were always about like prank like pranking each other which was like fine when you weren't on the back end of it (laughs) but when you were the one getting pranked it was awful that is like the most mean-spirited prank I think I've ever heard in my life. Like, yeah, I know. So you better believe, like, if my light doesn't come on now, I'm terrible. just calling an Uber. <laughs> it's so, fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah. So, Brett, I hope you're listening to this. Yeah. Hey, Brett, fuck off. That wasn't funny. <laughs> you're a terrible prankster. Exactly. Um, the meanest prank I've ever gotten hit with. I actually got in trouble at work uh, just last year because we pranked a coworker by having them. They thought they were like duct taping uh, one of like one of our cars, but we pulled it off that they just duct taped a random person's car. Oh and the girl whose gosh. car it was was a newer teacher, and oh. she said that we were bullying her. <laughs> oh no! It was so great. I thought it was a hilarious prank. Yeah, not duct taped, saran wrapped, saran wrapped. Yeah, I think they actually oh. did that at my old job too. They saran wrapped someone's car. I think the yeah. one time they actually somehow put like glitter or something in where the car blows out air oh my gosh so like when they turned on their air like the glitter just went all over the car oh that's such a nightmare i know oh that would piss me off i mean they were good at pranking your co-workers yeah. sound like they were a joy <laughs> yeah but the, I, the, the only thing they ever got me with they used to like prank call the hostess stand and put in like big orders that i would like enter in that took me like 25 minutes and then they'd be like gotcha and i'd be like fuck you guys seriously but like the car one so was this wasn't scary pranking so much as just people who bullied the fuck out of you yeah yeah <laughs> yeah exactly although i can't even call bullying because they did it to everybody so wow. so i mean but yeah i'm traumatized <laughs> <laughs> so back to the episode i mean overall we kind of summed it up. The a majority of the episode is just the dinner party and finding out all the issues that um, Michael and Jan have and everyone's just kind of awkward being there. Um, and then at the end of the episode, the police are called. <laughs> and <laughs> she throws a Dundee through his tiny TV. His tiny, <laughs> tiny plasma screen TV that he I, loves. The scene where he shows them this little tiny TV that he mounted to the wall and he's like, I can just stand here for hours I and know. watch. Like, is the saddest thing ever. Like, Jim's face. Oh, it breaks my heart. I know. We also, <laughs> we haven't yet talked about one of my favorite things about this episode, which is Hunter, Jan's former assistant. Oh my gosh. And, his and the dog. CD. Yes. Yep. And and I am, it's taking every fiber of my being not to, to serenade you all right now. <laughs> it's apparently like this entire real song and the part that they played was only like one chunk of it. Oh. But um, I love that Jim steals the CD at the end. Yes, I and do too. And then they play it, in, it the in the car. And there's like a montage of everybody going home yeah, while and, that song plays. And then another like the cringe <laughs> Andy and um, Angela's oh, like shows yeah. them in the car eating ice cream and he like jumps over to like lick her ice cream oh and gosh. she just gets like so disgusted, rolls down her window and shoves the ice cream cone in the side oh of his car. Oh my god, that part again, like I know it's she's such a horrible human being, but it makes me laugh for like 10 minutes when she does that. And then when it's so cute, like uh, Jim and Pam eating the burgers and he's like singing, they're like singing it to each other. Like, Mm -hmm. oh man. Although when Jan tries to dance with Jim 
to me, I don't know why, but it is literally the most awkward moment of the, the episode for me. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. what? Oh, just, like, I just curl up into he my He just, own like, refuses to get up, so she starts, like, <laughs> spinning herself under his arm. <laughs> it's so awkward. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, that song, and I am not even ashamed to admit that I un- ironically love that song. Like, even this morning when I got up and I was preparing, I was like, that one night. Like, just singing it to myself, <laughs> like, while cleaning my house. You should have made that your wedding song. Oh, my God. If only I could have. Yeah, you fucked up. Oh my god! If you know what, if I renew my vows, that's going to be the song. Yes, please. and our vows are going to just have the word "babe" every yes, sentence. Yes, <laughs> yeah, because in the scene with um, with Jim and Pam in the car, they're doing the babe thing too. Yeah, they are. They're like, babe, this yeah, is the babe, best this, burger, babe. Yeah. <laughs> I also love um, like there's so many great lines in this one that like like the when Michael's like uh first you want kids then you don't do you have any snip snap snip snap do you have any idea of the toll three besides has on the person like I know. it's oh god or like the line where he's like good luck pay me back on your zero dollar per hour budget babe <laughs> like yeah. just like everything they say to each other is it's, the it's best so lines good. like yeah. oh god yeah <laughs> and then like it, there are moments where i get it for jan because he's like when he's doing the uh <laughs> the charades and he's like i'm on a cruise <laughs> and i'm t- and <laughs> and my name like, and my oh. name's tom and she's like no names <laughs> and he's like oh katie holmes <laughs> right and then he's like no no <laughs> what is married to and he's like dawson's creek dawson's creek yeah <laughs> like it's just every line of and that's i think one of the reasons why and i admit i just watched the show on loop all the time like actually my daughter at school the a couple of weeks ago got in trouble not in trouble but it was mentioned to me that she referenced the office they were doing like diversity training oh my god and gosh. she literally referenced the episode and she was like oh this is so you guys are like michael scott and we're doing diversity training and i guess the person running it took that offensively <laughs> oh my gosh that's amazing then, oh my god i know right i was like kid you're my hero yeah um, she's not in trouble for that that's no a, she, oh, gets, she was like rewarded she at mcdonald's for that yeah Bra- that's Chick-fil-A. what i said bravo bravo <laughs> they were like um, so your daughter referenced the office while we were trying to do like inclusion training with the kids. And I was like, that's amazing. Yeah. I can't be mad. You're just, like, way yeah. to go, honey. <laughs> yeah. But it made me realize that like they literally know the whole plot line. My one daughter, actually, it's cute. My little one. She's always upset. She's like, why are they so mean to Toby? Like, and, like she gets upset by it. Sometimes I get upset by it, too. Like, Do sometimes you? it's oh, really- he's the worst. No, I mean, he's totally the worst. But like, sometimes <laughs> I'm just like, oh. God, like the one I don't know why this is like etched in my brain, but the one um it's like a one of the Dundies episodes and um Pam's there and she gets all wasted and he, oh, and yeah. Toby's like standing at the um the claw machine for like hours and he wins her Trying a duck her the- <laughs> and he wins her a duck and then like I forget what happens like she, she tells like, him that he has a kid yeah but you you should give it to your daughter yeah, yeah <laughs> like she like he just it's just one of those really sad sad matt moments <laughs> my my only toby moment that gets me and my husband makes fun of me all the time because he's like they shit on him this entire show but this is the one that bothers you is the one where they all get the bathrobes and they're one short so he's like just take it from toby yeah. and toby's standing there like feeling it and dwight just comes and rips it out of his hands and he's like why like it's i know just... some i mean some oh, of the things you're just like oh toby when he buys the black unicorn doll for like five thousand dollars <laughs> from uh, 
from Daryl. And Daryl's like, why? What's wrong with it? You got a problem with that doll? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, oh, sometimes... God. The show is my all-time favorite. I know. It, it's so good. It's so good. Um, I have a new – so you're actually my first person that I'm doing this segment with. And oh. got to give my friend Joe some credit. This was his idea. So shout out, Joe. Um, but – I looked up an article of where the office cast is now. Yeah. And we're going to talk about it. So. Oh, I'm into it. Steve Carell is still famous and he's still in movies. Oh, I was going to be like, where's he? Is <laughs> yeah. he working at a... He, he was, doing all right? <laughs> he was on uh, The Ellen Show this week. <laughs> so. <laughs> so he's doing okay. So he's doing okay. <laughs> he's actually um, gray hair now and looking pretty foxy, if I do say so Sexy. myself. I yeah. probably would if he tried. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> moving on. So Steve Carell's still famous, you know, whatever. Wouldn't turn him down, uh, yeah. John Krasinski. Mar- still famous. He's still famous. Married to Emily Blunt. Good for him. Um, was yeah. just in A Quiet Place. I think they're coming out with A Quiet Place 2, and he's somehow yep. He does it. that show, Jack Ryan. <laughs> right? Isn't he in it? What? He directs them. I know, but yeah. isn't he in the second one, too? I thought he was. Maybe he wasn't. I don't know. Have you seen the first one? Yes. That's why I just said I don't know how he's in the second <laughs> one. I don't know. Matt, would you just shut up? Okay, so, yeah, and he's Jack Ryan. I have that written down, too. Still famous, whatever. Jenna Fisher has a podcast now with Angela uh, Kisley, I love it Kisley? so much. Kinsey? Yeah. Kinsey? Is Kinsey. that how you say her last name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, called The Office Ladies. It's on every Wednesday, I believe. Yeah. Um, it's good stuff, too. Yeah. I have, I'm have. i subscribed to it. I haven't listened to it yet. Um, <laughs> but how could you not listen to it if you love The Office? So it's definitely on my list of things to do. Um, and then she's been in some movies, some movies actually that I wasn't aware that she was in. Or I guess maybe I forgot she was in. Um, yeah, they've both been in a couple things here and there. Yeah, like random things. I don't think they were like big roles. I was going to look the article back up, but I really don't care that much. Um, and then she was in that <laughs> She was in that show. Um, didn't write down the name of the show either, but she's like getting divorced with her husband. I think it's like living, living together or something. She's like getting a divorce with her husband, but that splitting up together or something like that it was on abc and i'm pretty sure it got canceled so sorry Jenna. okay sorry about your loss uh rain wilson published an autobiography called the bassoon king did you guys yeah. know that yep oh you knew that matt didn't know that uh and he plays wow, harry mudd in star trek discovery that i didn't know i didn't know that either i know i you don't really see What's, rain wilson anymore i don't even know no, and I've heard he's very like if listening to their um podcast, he's very much like a little bit of Dwight in real life. Yeah, you could I could so. I could sense that totally. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not surprised at that. Um, yeah. Kate Flannery, which is Meredith, mm-hmm. is currently on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yes. Oh my she's god. Currently on Dancing with the Stars. Um, she has a twin sister. Wow. Yes, and she is from Delco. Huh. And that wasn't a part of the article. Uh, my aunt, anytime you post anything <laughs> about The Office or Kate Flannery on Facebook, she'll comment on it and say she has a twin sister and she went to St. Dennis and Car- Archbishop Ca- John Carroll with me. And on the last day of school, we got a slice of pizza together. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, she's practically famous. Yeah, so I only know that because of my aunt, but that is a fact. Um, and then I only, I didn't do everybody, but I did, I finished, I feel like I had to finish with Creed. So I didn't know that Creed's real name is Creed Britton. Did you know yeah, that? He's from, uh, he's from the band, uh, the Grassroots. The Grassroots? Yeah. Yeah. They've done, they've done, they were pretty big. A lot of them, not a lot of them, but like Phyllis's real name is Phyllis. 
yeah she angela's was a, a real name is angela yeah. Yeah. yeah creed's real name's creed so i thought that was kind of interesting i didn't know that well, most of them were cast they were like so phyllis the woman uh phyllis was a, a casting agent for the show she was like that was what she did for a living for years before she was on this hmm. and when they were casting they were like secretly in love with her for that role and didn't tell her so they were just like on the last day of casting they were like and we have one more role we need to fill and they gave her the job oh that's like, pretty really, awesome yeah yeah she's like a cat she and i think she still is a casting agent even though she now obviously does like voice work and stuff yeah um and yeah, Creed's in the grassroots, which which was a pretty, in my opinion, pretty big band. Yeah, I wrote uh, Creed sixties. I wrote my notes. Creed's still just being Creed. Pretty he is. <laughs> He's really weird in real life. I hear. pretty low key, and he appeared in Grace and Frankie and an indie film called Terry. And apparently, he ad libbed like ninety five percent of what he said on the show. That's not surprising. No, not at all. Yeah. yeah. And it was actually one more cool fact. They literally would make them all sit at the desk for an hour every day at their desks. Really? Like, and just sit there and like pretend to do work. Because and I would like I feel like that would be my biggest nightmare come to life. Yes. Um because it's like I that's what to do I do work in real every life. day of my life. So Right. That's what I said. Like, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. have to do it in real life. Yeah. I don't want to do it like acting do it. I know. know. There's just like there's like this one meme that's like <laughs> It's like when you're not working and your boss wa- walks by and it's just like this person typing and then it shoots to the screen and it's just like a bunch of jumbled up letters. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I can uh, actually relate to that. True um, story. But before we wrap it up, Marissa, I do know that you have two of your own podcasts. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that and give people a little idea of, of what they're about? Oh names. yeah, so so thank you so much for having me on. It's so much fun to talk about something I love other than horror. It yeah, always feels like a, a fun break. Um, but yeah, you can you can definitely listen to us on Jersey Goals. We are a um, feminist comedy ish uh, podcast about horror movies. And if you are interested in more academic, you know, more serious looks at horror and how they affect society and culture, check out Mise on Scream. That's my other podcast that I do. And um, actually, keep an eye at jerseyghouls.com because we've our production company is growing. We have some kind of cool stuff coming up the ranks and we were really excited to share with everybody so yeah check us out thank you yes awesome everybody check it out you can uh listen to marissa every day and become besties with her like how i am (laughs) when i listen to podcast people like i'm like oh we're friends they don't know but we're friends oh me too i in my head i'm imaginary friends with most people like in my head the people of the office are my best friends yes agreed (laughs) agreed totally agreed so that about wraps it up thank you again marissa for joining us um thank thank you you everybody for listening and tune in next week for another episode Network.